Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and from his Holy Spirit, the spirit of grace and truth that bids us be here and ushers us into service. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. It is my great pleasure <laughs> and the great pleasure of your brothers and sisters at Peace Lutheran Church in Decatur, Georgia, to be able to serve as uh, campus hosts this year. And so be assured of our prayers and be assured of our continued uh, support of this great institution and professors and students. Our text this morning is one that highlights the redemptive and healing power of our Lord Jesus Christ as he's confronted with a request from an unnamed ruler and, and, and don't you always get a lot of encouragement from the fact that there's so many people in the Bible unnamed? Because for all intents and purposes, I have no name. And if God can use all those other unnamed folk, then maybe he can also use me. Glory to God. He's confronted with this request from a ruler who comes humbly kneeling in submission, even as the Greek proskuneo would suggest worshiping him in acknowledgement of his power, of his authority, of his lordship. His daughter is not simply sick. She, she doesn't simply have a cold. She doesn't simply have a fever. But the ruler acknowledges and confesses, indeed, my daughter has died. But faith says, Lord, if you will but come and lay your hand on her, if you will come and touch her, if you will come and raise her, then she will live. The, this, this text is interesting, the Greek in it, in that, in that Jesus, uh, the same word for Jesus rising to go to where the girl is, is, is the same word used for the girl rising. And, and so it, it almost reads like this. Jesus, if you will rise and come, then the girl will also rise. And we understand that as Jesus rises, all who have faith in him rise as well. This seems a very extreme request to me. Seems to be too great. You'd raise a dead girl? But there is no need too great, no request recorded in Scripture too great for Jesus in his extreme love for his people. There's no need too great. The love is so great that Jesus will rise up and he will meet the need of the ruler and his daughter. On the way to, his, to the daughter of the ruler, this interesting thing happens. A woman comes up, touches the garment of Jesus. She, she just, there's, there's a great ministry lesson in this. We'd all do well to learn it, to heed it. Uh, sometimes it will happen that while you're on the way to your service to God, God will drop another opportunity in the way. You will think it a distraction, but it's not a distraction. It's part of the work. There's no need too great for our Father, no need too great for Jesus, no need too great. And so we resist the tyranny of the urgent with the understanding that often things that seem urgent for us, often things that we think are distractions are actually opportunities to further serve and be a blessing to the Lord and his kingdom. We need to refuse to be taken hostage by the urgent. Because sometimes that thing you sense urgent will be your father multiplying and giving an increase in opportunity. So I receive a phone call. Uh, Lewis writes in the hospital. And so I'm headed to the hospital. And as I'm stepping out of the church door, there's a woman there with three children. She needs food. 
I don't have time for you right now. I'm headed to the house. See, I'm doing God's work, right? I'm, I'm busy doing God's work. I don't have time to feed you. Well, well, sure you do. And, and so we take a minute. We listen to her story. We, we give her what we have for her. We pray with her and release her and still get to the hospital. And Lewis Wright is doing well, resisting the, the, the tyranny of the urgent. Don't bother me. I'm busy serving God right now. <laughs> Don't trouble me with your issues. To everything, there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. That's the preacher in Ecclesiastes 3. It may seem to you inconvenient, but to our Father, it's part of his desire uh, under heaven so that you can do the work that's before you. It may delay other work to which you've been called in the knowledge that both will be completed in their due season and time. And you know this distinction, this kairos and chronos season, this, this clock time and this appointment time for God that transcends days and years and hours and minutes. It is at this kairos and chronos intersection that God sends his son, born of a woman, to bear our sin and be our savior. It's at this intersection that Jesus bleeds out his lifeblood on Calvary. And on that third day, that appointed day, that kairos day, God raises him up once again, just as Jesus does for the girl and just as he does for the woman. He takes us by the hand in baptismal grace and mercy. He raises us from our slumber of death and carnality in the sharing of his body and blood. He stops the shedding of our blood by giving his own blood and has demonstrated that there is no need too great. And truly our Father has authority to do all things by faith in Jesus and so do we in their proper time. Make it so, Lord. Take my hand. Lead me on, make me stand. And lift me to life and life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.